0: exactly Dot .com right now for a discount so you can live Clairton Clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like Janine how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature video podcasts are available on Spotify. And I have that online and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like, I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q&As and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, welcome here to Happy and Healthy, where this is a podcast all to help you be happy and healthy in all aspects of life. Mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And I just love this podcast. We post these every single Tuesday on YouTube, Anchor, iTunes. I guess it's called Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So you guys can listen to it as well as watch it. And I would love if you guys could subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you're loving this podcast. To me, truly, this podcast has been one of the greatest blessings to me I've just seen so much fruit from it 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 really genuinely makes me feel so fulfilled, and that's just why I love it um I'm filming this on a Thursday, and you know I'm not gonna lie i'm feeling I'm feeling a little down today, and I think I'm gonna be doing a whole other a whole other podcast on that of just what happens when life is down or sad or when you're not feeling your best um so that might already be up or will be coming up so just stay tuned for that because you guys can hear more of my thoughts on that, but I want it just to be you know, authentic in the sense of that's what I'm feeling. Anyway, I'm really, really excited for today's episode. Today I'm bringing on Lisa Anderson. Her team reached out to me to have her on the podcast, but I had already heard about who she was from Becoming Something podcast. I listened to that episode where she talked about how she's never been married. Um, She's definitely more older and wiser and has amazing advice just on singleness um, because she's never been married. And I'm sure, you know, people look at, people that are potentially older and they're like, what? Like you've never been married. Something's probably wrong with you. She said she's also single and she does uh, dating advice. She also owns this book or has written a book called the dating manifesto, a drama free plan for pursuing marriage with purpose. And she just is super, super wise and has advice for people that are going through a single season. And she's done this like very, very well. I know when we're in our 20s, we can feel like life is ending when we're not in a relationship or you see all your friends getting married or engaged. And I know I feel the same way. And I do think it's okay to feel sad that you're not dating or you don't have any contenders or that, you know, maybe a relationship ended or that dating is hard or that there's no possibilities in your city or whatever the case may be. I think that that feeling is natural to feel, but it's now figuring out how do we navigate that? How do we be okay with singleness? How do we navigate the dating scene? And I think it's cool to bring on someone older and wiser that's done that and that's been through that and that's clearly, I wouldn't say perfected it because I don't think any of us can be perfect at anything, but someone that's really lived it out and might have some really good concrete advice for us. And I know I probably need to hear some of this. And I know that there's a lot of girls out there that DM me and I see on my buy try page all the time, and I got this pretty crazy email randomly about two weeks ago and someone had emailed me and they basically just said, Janine, like I'm doing everything, everything in all the books tell me, you know, I'm trying to invest in myself and I'm working out and I'm going to church and I just feel so sad that I'm single and and almost making it somewhat maybe perhaps an idol. Maybe that's something we'll talk about is. How do we not make relationships and marriage an idol? How do we not make that the end-all be-all, you know? And so getting this girl's email really broke my heart because I believe that, you know, she's not the only one that feels that. I know I've felt that so many times. And if you listen to this one episode that I recorded back in May last year, I said I was really sad seeing all my friends getting engaged. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, like, when is it my time? Like, I felt genuinely so, so sad And I think that's okay to feel that way. And so I am excited for today's episode. I'm really praying and hoping that this episode will help someone out there that's either dealing with singleness or loneliness or comparison to other people's relationships or that's just really craving a relationship or marriage or that desires that. Like, how do we navigate that? And I'm just super, you know, excited and curious to hear what Lisa has to say. So let's go ahead and bring Lisa on. And I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you do, um, let us know on the happy and healthy Instagram. That's just happy and healthy podcast. And my Instagram is Janina Mapola. You guys can do that. Let us know there. And I'm so looking forward to chatting with her. So let's go ahead and bring on Lisa. All right, Lisa, welcome to happy and healthy. How are you
1: today? I am doing well. It is so great to be here. From I'm in Colorado Springs, but good to see you on camera here.
0: You as well. Are you Are you cold over there? Is it getting into spring now? What's it, What's that
1: looking like? We are finally getting into spring, but I tell you, like we could have like a 65 degree day, and then it's 30 the next day. So we never know what to expect. I have like three different jackets in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so we have snow on Pikes Peak, which looks awesome. Oh, so nice. that makes it worth it. I'm
0: super excited. I'm actually heading to uh, Colorado tomorrow to to do my last ski trip. So I'm like,
1: I'm pumped. I love Colorado. Very nice. Yes.
0: So Lisa, I actually heard about you on the Becoming Something podcast. Um, So when I got the email from your team, I was like, absolutely, let's do this. Um, I think you have a very unique story, a very unique voice. Um, I think you're extremely full of wisdom And I just think that there's a lot of girls struggling with this topic today. Um, I know when I get DMs or when I get requests for future episodes, it's often about this topic of singleness. Um, And really like why I wanted to do this podcast was because I got an email from a follower of mine and it was just honestly one of the most gut-wrenching emails of just pure sadness. And I just, I grieved with her as I read it and, She basically, and I won't out her name, but she basically talked about, you know, I have been trying everything possible. Um, I've been going to young adult nights. I've been going to churches. I'm trying to make friends. I'm getting coffee. Nothing is working. I am so lonely. How do I make this desire stop of wandering, wanting a boyfriend? Why won't God give me a boyfriend? How do I enjoy being single? She put in quotes as, as well, enjoy being single when it is so painful and so heartbreaking. And you have this story of never being married. You're still single. Um, I'd love to just hear your story, how that's been. And then let's just try to go through and kind of answer this girl's question as to how do we maneuver being single and navigating dating in today's day and age?
1: Absolutely. Well, Janine, it is such an important question and conversation to have because I think so many of us, especially maybe those of us that have grown up in a church or whatever, just feel like isn't marriage kind of owed me? Isn't a relationship owed me? Like, my goodness, like that should be just the most natural thing in the world because hello, I've watched all the Hallmark movies. I mean, I know how this should play out. And so I think for me, I never expected to be single this long. I mean, I thought for sure that at some point I would lock eyes across a Starbucks. I would meet a guy at church. I would just whatever. And it would just happen and so for me it's been reconciling myself to that and understanding what could god be doing in this and so the first thing just to to say to this um listener you know i would love to say first and foremost and i hope this doesn't sound like you know any kind of pat answers because i i feel like the the first step that's necessary here is to grieve the fact that you are single and you don't want to be single. Mm. That is okay. I mean, the fact that we can grieve, you know, God in the Psalms tells us to pour out our complaint to him. And he's no, you know, he's not messing with that. I mean, that is like the the person we don't want to pour our complaint out to is the guy that we wish we were dating, but he has no interest in us. But yet we get all crazy and catty and start acting like, you know, we're entitled to XYZ guy because we met him in small group. But here's the deal. God is the one who not only cares, but actually can do something about your situation. And so we have to be willing to grieve this and you know a few years back i wrote a book the dating manifesto and in it i actually have an entire chapter on grieving singleness because i think too often in the church we broad brush that and we say, oh, just, you know, trust the Lord, be happy with where you are, just be glad, you know, it's better than being in a terrible marriage or a terrible relationship. But the fact is, if you have friends who are dating and getting engaged and stuff, that doesn't help, you know, for people to just say, you know, hey, put on your big girl pants and just be happy and, and trust God. Okay, that said, the second part of what I would say to this listener is you do have to trust God. Okay. (laughs) Because the fact is God is in the business of making good matches. God created marriage. You know, the Bible begins with marriage. It ends with marriage. I mean, God loves marriage, but he is not, you know, when people in the church, well-meaning ladies often come up to me and they're like, Lisa, your day is going to come. Don't you worry, you know, your time, you're going to meet this amazing guy okay, they don't know that and they can't promise that to me. And so, you know, it's like, ladies in the church, stop saying that. Um, So this idea that, you know, God hasn't promised me or anyone else marriage. He hasn't promised people great marriages. You know, there are a lot of women in marriages who are extremely lonely and unhappy. So we can't assume that that's going to fix the situation. So, you know, just coming into that, I remember being in my 20s and the day I turned 30 I had to grieve Janine, the fact that I would now never be married in my twenties. And then I, and then I left my thirties into my forties. And I'm like, there went the thirties that will no longer be part of my story. When I was 30, my dad died of lymphoma and I had to reconcile the fact that he will never be at my wedding. And Uh so there are losses throughout life on a number of different levels. And the thing is, we often look at it as single women, as like, God is calling us to trust him with something just crazy and big, and this feels crazy and big, so I'm not going to say it isn't, but the fact is everyone in this world has to trust God with something, sometimes multiple things at once. So you may think if I just got married, my life would be so much better, but maybe then you struggle with infertility. Or then what do you do when you have a rebellious teen or your husband walks out on you or you have financial ruin? I mean, the fact is this world is broken and we are broken people. And the only thing that we are promised is that God will be near to us and will walk through everything with us. And he is closer than anyone else that we would ever need. And that's our rock solid confidence.
0: Mm, Amen, sister. Wow. And thank (laughs) you for just sharing that. I'm sure that's, you know, like hard and like vulnerable to reconcile with of like, wow, I thought I was gonna have this in my twenties. Nope. That didn't happen thirties that like, I just, you know, hit 28. And I know like to other people, they're like, shut up. You're 28. Like, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but like genuinely, when I was younger, I told my roommate this yesterday. I was like, I had a dream that I would be married when I was 24 kids by 26. And like, I'm 28, you know, so no ring on my finger, like still disappointment there. And I, I made this podcast about a year ago, Same thing, just being like, Lord, when is it my time? Because I was watching all my friends. When I moved back to Dallas, I said, these are going to be my girls. I had like three to four girls in mind that I was going to be, you know, doing the single life with. And then literally the same month that I moved back, they all got into relationships and all got engaged six to seven months later. And I was like, okay, there goes my community. (laughs) And I was really sad and I had to grieve with that as well. And I think that's something that the church often gaslights and I don't like that is that they're just like, oh, your time will come or the same thing of like what you said, well, at least you're not in an unhealthy marriage. It's like, well, just because you're in a marriage doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. Like that's not always like the con of the other side of the coin. And I do understand that's like what people are trying to say to comfort you. But sometimes I think it's just okay to let someone know and say, you know what? You're right. That is really, really hard. And I'm really, yeah. really sorry. And that's sometimes I just try to tell people, it's like, I I don't have the answer for you. I don't know when your Prince charming's going to come. You know, I have a lot of my really, really good friends in California because dating pretty much stinks there. That's why I moved. (laughs) Um, All of them are, they're the most amazing, amazing single women. And I'm just like, I keep thinking like, why are these girls so single? They're so amazing and they're so godly and God fearing. And they're all still single coming to me, watching me and my roommate's you know, start to date in Dallas. And they're like, that's so not fair. Like, when is our time going to come? And it's hard because I can't promise that to them. I can't guarantee them that they're going to find someone. And I feel bad for that, you know. And another thing that's really sad, I think, is that, you know, coming back to the South, everyone's getting in relationships. They get married really quick. They date really quick. There's something wrong and broken with you if you aren't in a relationship. And so this past weekend, one of my friends from California came to visit me. And she said that people asked her before they ever asked her, like, hey, what do you do for work or where do you live? They would be like, oh, are you in a relationship Oh, are you dating anyone? And she was like, I've never had someone ask me about my singleness and who I was dating before really getting to know me. And that like hurt. And so I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've experienced that or what any of your thoughts are regarding anything I said. But I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's mostly, I mean, here's the thing. This is mostly well-meaning people in the church who right. just think that somehow they, they came up with this idea, and I don't know who started it, that really your life starts, your ministry starts, your effectiveness starts at marriage. And so we just need to get all these immature single people grown up so that they can find a partner and start really doing big things for God. But the one thing I love to say is that, you know, hello, let's all remember that if that's the case, then first of all, me, second of all, Jesus have really lame lives. Okay. Right. right. (laughs) So, I mean, that it's just totally a fallacy. And so I always like to tell people, you know, and, and I don't want, I don't want folks to go the opposite extreme of saying, you know. Well, here's what I need to do. I need to self-actualize and Mm -hmm. just be single and be, you know, do my own thing and whatever. Because if God's called you to marriage, you better be open to it and you better be ready to put aside some things um, and prioritize it. But at the same time, singleness is not a waiting room for marriage. It's not a second class citizenship. It's not something that you're, you're stuck in because God hasn't given you the thing that's better. It is just, it's different. You know, you're going to be single and you're going to have some really awesome things about your life and some really hard things. And then you get married and you're going to trade those awesome and hard things for other awesome and hard things. Mm. So it's not it's not better, it's not worse, it's just different. And God is going to use you in ways in a single season whether it's super short or whether it's longer that he can't do when you are eventually married. And so I, you know, that's why I often tell people in my audience at Boundless, I say, rock out whatever you have going on now, because this is the opportunity for you to dig in, like to your past, for example, figure out the cycles that you inherited from your family that you need to break. Figure out the, the baggage that you have accumulated in go nowhere relationships, in your own sin patterns. Go after that because the healthier you are, the healthier person you are going to attract and the more opportunity mm. you have to jump into effectiveness and in ministry once you do find a life partner.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And y'all, if you don't know what BetterHelp is, I definitely think you guys need to know what this is. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see them on camera if you don't want to, which sometimes it's kind of nice. I know with the whole you know Zoom situation, I think everyone's a little burned out from that. Just so y'all know, it is much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I am a huge advocate of... Of counseling I did counseling um two years ago I still meet with someone like once a month it has changed my life and even if you're a Christian you can find someone that is geared towards your faith or your religion you guys know the how- slash
1: healthy y'all are gonna love
0: it Basically, what it seems like you're saying is, like, the grass is not always greener on the other side. And, you know, I think I've experienced that, too. You think, like, a relationship will satisfy. It will satisfy. But now you're bringing on another person's problems and their anxieties and their stress. And it is not always greener on on the other side. And that's what social media will promise you or, you know, try to tempt you to think that. And then you get it and you're like, wait, is this all that there is? And that's why I just believe, you know, relationships and all this stuff was never meant to satisfy. But I do think, obviously, it's a good thing. God loves marriage. He designed marriage. I think that's a beautiful thing. I desire marriage. And I'm also waiting, like, Lord, when's my time? But I also (laughs) don't want to go in naively believing that this will solve all my problems, and all my unhappiness. And I think that's basically what you're saying, too, is, like, you know, get yourself healthy because – You're not you're not going to enter into a marriage and that's going to solve your unhealthiness like that's just going to expose it. It's going to expand it so many other other different things. And I think that's the part that no one wants to do. No one wants to do the hard work because it's scary. It's vulnerable. It's pruning. It's refining. It's exposing. It brings out the ugly in us. And no one really wants to do that because it's it honestly genuinely is very scary to be like, wow, that's what was deep down inside of me to bless your partner. I think that's the hard thing that you want to do, because imagine if you were really healthy and you were doing your thing and you were like, man, I feel like the best I've ever been. And then someone else comes along and all of a sudden you they overpromise and under-delivered when you got into the relationship, and then you're like, wait, whoa, this person's actually really, really unhealthy or has very needy or clingy or, you know, abusive, and you didn't know that because up front they promise all these things. And then, again, the relationship exposes. It just does, and that's why I really do try to encourage people to be, you know, getting healthy on the front end, and that's just blessing yourself and your marriage. But I don't think anyone really wants to do that because they think – That once they get into the relationship, okay, then I'll become healthy. Then I'll become whole. Then I'll become happy. All these things. And I'm just like, wait, whoa, that's not, that's not it.
1: Well, or this idea that somehow every, you know, this other person is going to shore up all their weaknesses. And Mm. so let me tell you something terrifying that one of my listeners said to me, she wrote in and she said, Lisa, I really want to get married because then someone will be obligated to love me. Okay. That is such a lie from the devil. Okay. Because we know that you can never look to another person to fill your needs, especially your emotional and your relational needs. So we can't, we just can't go there. But the difference is we do need to, as single people, whether we're young or older or whatever, we have to realize that we are still in relationships and we still have to go after relationships. So just because I'm single does not mean that I sit around and do only things for myself and I don't have to have relational skills or I don't. I mean, I have got several great, great girlfriends, different ages and stages of life who we pour into one another, and we are accountable to one another. Mm. They are up in my business on stuff. I mean, this is not like I'm single. So let me just do whatever I want, because at some point, I'm going to have to get married and then think about another person. Another thing I did, and I always like tear up about this, because it was a very meaningful season to me. But Janine, I took care of my mom in the last three years of her life. Mm. And she had dementia, And I brought her into my home because I wanted to give her a great last season and walk her home, okay? And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I felt like I gave up my youth in the sense of, I used to be this fun, like interesting single person. And then all of a sudden I'm looking for sales on Depends at Costco, you know? Because I'm the youngest of six kids. So we had a huge generation gap, she and I. So she was older. And, but it's like, God called me to that and God calls single people and young adults. So you 21, 22, 23 year olds listening, you are still called to do hard things. You are called to walk a hard road. This is not a season, just a coast. Who can you pour into? Who can you sacrifice for? Who can you love right in your sphere? Learn how to do the hard things like communicate well, do conflict well, go after resolution and reconciliation in relationships that you've let stagnate because someday it'll be too late. And you've got to be willing to dig in hard and show the love of Christ to those around you.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing about your mom. I, yeah, I'm the youngest of seven, and Aww. I feel you. And I, I, um, I saw this TikTok the other day about this girl talking about her dad getting older. And I literally, I just, I couldn't even watch it because I started to tear up and like the thought of losing my parents. And that's that's something that I've really, really realized in these last couple years. And that's why specifically I moved away is I was like, thank God I'm not married right now because I wouldn't have time to be taking care of my parents as well and investing into them. And like, that's where you can maybe look back and be like, I know that that was really hard, but I know that God purposed that season for something. And, um, yeah, thank you for sharing. I know that's just got to be incredibly, incredibly hard. And I, I just love that you're even talking about do the hard things because I think everyone, yeah, we all this society, this culture is just choosing whatever is easiest, whatever makes you happy, whatever just is the quick fix. And that's just not life. That's not reality. That's, you know, we look at people in the Bible and they're getting beheaded and murdered for this faith. And it's not like this this faith and this gospel does not promise prosperity and wellness and and healthiness and all these things it just doesn't but it promised what you were saying that that god would be near the brokenhearted and he would be near us and bind up our wounds and that's that's what i cling to you know as well and i think that's where yeah the 20s and 30s just like yeah get busy loving people because i think that we learn to be good spouses and to be good be a good girlfriend or boyfriend whatever by our community and by our friendships and i know that my friends have taught me so much of how to serve and how to love and how to give, how to exactly what you were saying, conflict resolution, um, how to be open about your feelings, how to have accountability, so many things that I'm just like, wow, if I didn't have my friends, I would probably be a very, very sucky wife. And I think <laughs> yeah. community is to teach us that, and I think that's exactly, you're totally right on that. And so thank you for sharing that.
1: Well, for sure. And I think too, that is why Janine, you know, when we talk about dating, which I do a lot, I, I think where do we get this idea, even within the church that like everything else in our lives, we do with accountability and in community. But then when it comes to dating, it's like, oh no, I don't want to talk to anyone about my love life. That's my business. That's my, I'm gonna, just going to get this boyfriend in his eyes like 24 seven. And I don't want anyone to speak into that. But the fact is, Once you start dating, you get crazy. You lose your mind. Okay. And you need someone who is like, no, that's not okay. I always say, I used to pridefully say this because I'm the Myers Briggs, I'm an ENTP. And my T, the thinker, is like off the charts. So I'm super (laughs) logical. Okay. So I'm like, I can date y'all. I got this because I'm going to just like have a whole like checklist and I'm going to work it through. No, I started dating guys. And I would just become this other like weirdo person who all of a sudden is like making excuses for loser guys. I mean, I was like dating, you know, my friends are like, well, what about, we're not too sure about this guy. We're not too sure about what he said about this. And I'm like, oh, no. You don't know him like I do. Don't worry. You know, right. you're I got this. I got, you know, he just maybe doesn't want to uh, make me feel like XYZ. Yeah. And there, I actually had a friend or uh, a group of friends who had to stage an intervention with me while wow. dating one guy. They sat in my living room and were actually, I said those exact things. And they're like, or Lisa he's a jerk and, uh, you need to dump him. And I was all offended, you right. know, because I thought like, I know how to pick a boyfriend, what, you know? And so it's just, we've got to get eyes on our relationships and uh, have other people speak into them. Absolutely. I think you're, you're so, so, so spot on with, as soon
0: as they get in a relationship, it's like, Nope, I'm out. Or like your <laughs> friend just disappears and you're like, well, I'll never see you again because they're with their boyfriend every waking moment of their life. And I think that's a little unhealthy. And I know that I've had a moment like that too. Same thing. I had some friends sit me down. Um, this, I'm not. No, I'm not going to call any names. But <laughs> this man that I, you know, was with, and they were like, "You are leaving this person." And I needed mm-hmm. that. I mean, I was too scared. I was in this extremely toxic, unhealthy relationship, full of abuse. I didn't know how to get out. And my friends were like, "We are forcing you to leave." And my parents. And I look back, and I'm like. Praise God for accountability in people. And I know no one wants that, but at the end of the day, I mean, we need that. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Um, So something that I really want to ask you is, you know, you said you're in your 40s now and you've been single. So like what have been the things that you've gone through this journey that have truly helped you or when things did get hard what did you cling to what really did make you feel a little bit better and like what's just kind of gotten you through this season of singleness for maybe someone that's sitting in that right now and they're like yeah yeah you've gone through this for a long time but I'm sitting in the trenches like how can we you know find hope during that season and what has kind of gotten you through that
1: Yeah, I think some of it, Janine, has been other believers, whether they're single or not, just speak truth to me about my my situation. So, for example, um, for someone to say to me, Lisa, just because because again, we we kind of make it this like cause and effect kind of thing, like because I am single, that means I am also this or I'm not this or I'm lesser in this area. And I remember one friend telling me, and she said she'd had had to say the same truth to herself, that just because I'm not in a relationship with, with someone right now, or just because there's not someone that I can say, he loves me, I am not unlovable. Right. I am not, that does not define my status. That does not define my identity. That does not mean, you know, so really putting that into perspective of like, this isn't a a summation of who I am, of my character, of my personhood. I think that's another lie that the culture tells us, Janine, is this idea that like our our sexuality, our relationship status, it's like the biggest thing about us. Who says? God doesn't say that you know that's why when we get into all the this gender identity stuff we get into relational quagmires we're just choosing to believe that that's where we get our identity and it's just not true so beyond that there are a couple other things um that i've had to think through and that is looking down and and actually objectively assessing my life as it is so sometimes it this you know i'm just like a list person i love doing this so i will sit down and i will just say what is super Awesome about the season I'm in right now. And I just start writing things down because Mm. I will be able to find them. And there are plenty I could also do a list about what's not great. Okay. But, (laughs) but I don't need to do that. That's going to be the script that's always running through my head. Yeah. So here's what I need to do. I need to say, what has God given me? What has God blessed me with? And the converse of that, I actually did a blog post on this for boundless. What hasn't God given me? That has turned out to be an absolute blessing. Wow. So I did, uh, my blog post was titled, thanks for nothing. You know, we'll say <laughs> like, well, thanks for nothing, but I actually wrote down the things in my life that I have been denied and how ultimately it was for my good. Wow. So we've got to be willing to state those things because they are there and we can live in that truth. The other thing that is so necessary I alluded to before is to be in relationship. So if you are a single woman, single guy, whatever. You need to get your tribe. You know, single ladies, you got to get some other single women friends who are in the same stage of life as you. Otherwise, you're just going to be hanging with your mom friends and being like, "Why don't I have kids? Why can't I, you know, yeah. shop <laughs> shop for my kids and whatever." Okay. Have those married friends too. We don't want to just be in like some singles ghetto and just the blind leading the blind. Okay? Right. You want to have friends from all different ages and stages but you got to have your tribe and people that are just walking through life with you and loving you and praying for you. So have those people that you are pouring into and that then can pour into you and and realize that there's going to be again a reciprocity to that and and being able to have those relationships is is so important. Um and then finally and this sounds like just totally weird and dark but <laughs> I have actually found, do do you guys realize that in scripture, it actually talks about when Jesus returns and we are with him, there is no marriage in heaven, y'all. The playing field will be leveled. Marriage is only an earthly picture of Christ in his church, okay? We make it way, 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 way too big, okay? We will all be single in heaven. And so- (laughs) We can chill. And it doesn't mean, you know, I mean, there are some people, again, who who have a limited view who are like, well, Lisa, I can't go through this life not being married, or I can't go through this life not having had sex. I can't go through. Well, you know what? Take that up with the Lord, because I think he's going to tell you. I think he's going to tell you something differently. I think he's going to tell you that what you are called to do is to trust him with every moment of your day and let him tell you what you're about and what you're going to be up to and what that means. Cause we've got, you know, we've got like 75, 80 year odd years, y'all. This is not the be all end all. We have got an eternity ahead of us with Jesus Christ. For those of us that love him and are committed to him. And we can look to that and know that there are so many greater things ahead. So take what he has, hold it, hold your hands open, because if he has marriage for you, you better be ready for it. and Not just be all weird down in the dumps, not ready to receive it. But at the same time, walk the road that's right in front of you, because that's what you've been given. All you can do is take that next step. You're not looking out five, 10 years and looking at what other people have. You take what you have because for some reason, God knows what's up and he's going to get you there.
0: Mm, wow, girl, you better preach. That was good. <laughs> yeah, Those are just such good reminders. Thank you. And I, yeah, it's so weird to think about how we won't be married in heaven. You're like, wait a second, this guy that I like so much, like
1: what? That's kind of People hate hearing that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I know
0: that's hard, but it's the truth. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for saying that. I think just, you know, what a way for me to maybe try to summarize what you're saying is like. You can't make it an idol and you can't find your identity in it. And I think if you do two of those things, you're going to be left disappointed because it's not end-all be-all. It's not meant to be all-consuming and your identity and the most satisfying thing in your life. Like literally the Lord Jesus should be enough. I think that's the question and the challenge for people is, is Jesus enough? And if we, again, if we look at the Bible, like I know no one wants to look at the Bible. 20-year-olds are like, no, screw that. Like, I just want my boyfriend when I want my boyfriend, you know. But if we look at the Bible, like you don't hear about most of the apostles. We don't hear about their dating life. Like we don't know who they dated, how they dated, anything. And I didn't hear about any of them being married, like none of them, you know. And of course there are married people in the Bible, but most of the disciples are apostles. I didn't, I didn't hear about them dating or being married. And so that's where I'm like, huh. Maybe there's something there that we need to ponder and consider.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, and I always say it would be so great if we could just open the Bible and turn to first and second dating, you know, and actually like get instruction. But it's not, again, it's there are principles there for relationships. There is trusting God. There's all of that contained there. And we can get instruction for just what God has for us. And then if he introduces someone into our life, then all the better. But um, now all that to say, and I do want to add, because I don't want someone to think like, oh, well, Lisa doesn't care about, you know, just let's hold up our Hello Kitty coffee mugs and celebrate singleness, you know, all the single ladies. Um, I I really feel like there are things that we can do to actively be open to and pursue marriage. So you don't just sit around waiting for marriage to hit you like the flu. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is where I say to women, okay, maybe you don't want to be like, running around stalking men on social and being like, Hey, you know, can you, can you respond to my DM? Cause I sent it to you a minute and a half ago. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not going to be, <laughs> that's not going to be helpful. Um, but what is helpful is to, put yourself in circumstances, whether in your church, in your small group, in areas of service, be that person who's like friendly to guys. You're not, you know, it always cracks me up when women are like, well, I'm open to dating. And then they just travel around in packs, like they're wolves. I mean, (laughs) like what, what guy wants to break into that mess? You know, guys would be terrified to approach a woman in that. And so you know, be the one that at church or wherever you are sits alone once in a while and and be the one who asks a guy a great question or asks him what he's reading, you know, at some point or, or goes about and signs up for that missions trip when no one else does, you know, right. you never know what God's going to do. And there are many things that we can do to be actively about our business, what God has called us to do. And then many people have said this, Look on either side of you and see who's there doing the same thing because that might just be the person that God has for you,
0: Wow, that's really good. It seems like just having a good little bit of healthy independence is good mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, and just doing just living your life and like letting the Lord bring the person according to his time. And I don't know, again, I think that's hard as people are like, "Oh, like I don't want to hear that, but I do think that is solid, solid advice. you know, when I think about my friends and the people that I know that are married. That's often what it has looked like is, is something like that. And so, yeah, thank you just for all your wisdom. And I, I really do believe that this is going to help some girls out there and maybe even some guys out there that are listening as well. Um, and something that I love to ask all my listeners before um, ending the episode is just this broad question and you can answer it any way that you want to answer it. But what in your life, like what makes you feel happy and healthy?
1: Okay so I feel like the first thing that comes to mind for me is this sounds dumb but is water which is hilarious cuz I live in Colorado where we have like five cups of water in like that <laughs> you know there aren't many lakes there aren't many we're landlocked and all that um but I love being when I can just sit, get away, especially if I can get to the beach or something and just hang out and be there by an expanse of water. It just reminds me, and there are so many allusions in Scripture about you know God as as uh, living water and and what mm. that looks like. It's just a reminder to me of um, constantly being attached to a source, you know. And I would I would encourage everyone uh, if you never have read John fifteen, uh, wow. that's the the I story of the it. vine. what it means to be actually plugged into our source of life. And it takes away all the striving and performing because all we're doing is plugging into Jesus. He's producing the fruit in us. So we don't have to be conjuring up all this weird fruit. So Mm -hmm. so that's definitely one thing. Um, One thing I will say as far as just general happiness and and healthiness here in Colorado is I have got across the street from me several trails. I hit the trails even after work. Uh, I put music on. I sing. I like to be in conversations with other people. I will literally see people on the trail and all of a sudden I'm asking them questions. And I guess it's a good thing I host a show because I (laughs) love learning about other people. So just being in relationships and uh, having that opportunity to to move and and have fun with people that I love.
0: Uh, Great answers. I love that. I think nature is so, so therapeutic and just healing and John 15, I, like I have a whole ministry based <laughs> off of that. John 15 is called oh, the Abide man. Tribe, and it's all about abiding and not striving, and it's a continual thing to learn to not strive, but I, I do love that verse so, so much. So, Lisa, thank you again for just coming on here and sharing your wisdom and your story Um, and I'm believing the best for you and believing that Lord, the Lord's going to show up and, um, thank you just for blessing my listeners as well. And I'm looking forward to, uh, um, just getting to follow you and seeing more of what you're up to and just what the Lord continues to do in your life. And just thank you again for everything.
1: Thank you so much. Such a great conversation.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I post these every Tuesday and you can tune back in next Tuesday until then stay happy and healthy. Bye y'all. All right, you guys, that was today's episode with Lisa Anderson. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I am just so inspired by her. I really feel like she had just so much wisdom. And I'm really genuinely hoping that this episode helped you. If this is a season you're going through or something you're thinking, and I don't think it's an uncommon thought, you know, I'm not here to invalidate that it's hard or it's sad or maybe you are craving a relationship or marriage or. You're comparing yourself to all your friends. I just want to say I'm with you. I understand you. I'm not trying to invalidate or gaslight what you're going through because those feelings, they are real. And I'm so, I'm just kind of basically here to be like, I get you and I'm so sorry, but keep believing for the best and know that God's plan is so, so perfect. And just keep keeping your eyes on him. Um, And, you know, either way, I'm here with you. I care about y'all. I'm hoping this episode was a blessing to y'all today. And um, definitely go check out her stuff if you want to keep following her or maybe ask her some questions on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I love y'all. I care about you and I'm just believing the best for you and I and just that God's plans are bigger and better than anything that we could have ever known. And I just love y'all so much. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Happy and Healthy. I post these every single Tuesday. We do also do monthly Patreons if you guys would like to donate to the episode. Um, I am really trying to invest into an actual studio and to be honest, just to let y'all in, podcasts do not make that much money. I'm just letting y'all know like some of my podcasts, I don't make a zero penny. like I make a zero dime off of it, like nothing. And so just know I genuinely do this because I love podcasting. I love helping y'all. It's a blessing to me to bless y'all, but I don't make a lot of money off this podcast. And so if you do want to donate, that would be amazing. There's absolutely no pressure, Um, but the link is down below. If you guys would like to, I would love to just try to invest into getting a studio. That's like my next goal and dream for this podcast is that and so thank you guys for listening today you guys are the best again you can catch these on youtube anchor apple Podcasts, and spotify and anywhere you can listen to to podcasts so thank you guys for listening i'll see you guys again next tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy until then stay happy and healthy bye y'all love you